Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Don't Get It podcast. This is Naz. This is Lauren. This is Ashley. And this is Yamil, Naz's dad. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Wait, you know what's so funny is I don't even know Naz's dad's actual name. It's just Naz's dad all the time. Yeah. What's your name? What's your name, dad? She just asked you. Yamil. So the Y, it's Y A M I L. But you, you, the Y is strong, right? It's not a meal. Right. I actually didn't even know this till like two days ago. <laughs> I was like, Dad, yes. what's your preference? Is it a strong Y? Because people call you or, both, right? Right. And they call me what's other a, names too. What would a soft Y be? A no, meal. no, it would just be silent. A meal. A meal. A, it's okay, yeah, meal. Yeah. Yamil? Yamil? Yes, ma'am. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say Naz's dad, Mr. Mr. Perez. Yeah. He's just Mr. Perez. Naz's dad's great. Okay, guys. So my dad is here and he is written. (laughs) I told him he was going to be on the podcast. We'll say hello to them first, Dad. Well, first I want to say congratulations to Ashley and Jared. Oh, thank oh, you. On your pregnancy so... and to Lauren on your engagement. Good for you. Oh, my God. And this thank is you for having thing. us. Thank you for having me. The last time I was here, this is your 238th podcast. Congratulations on your success. I think you guys provide a tremendous community service and Aww. information <laughs> location, a place where people can feel comfort and get a lot of information from it, and, and it does me a lot of good. So I remember when I was first invited, you had, I think, one of the best, I think it's one of the best ones. It was, I think, number 46 or 36, and it dealt with aviation. And since my background was in aviation, the two previous people you had ahead of us, ahead of me, were both involved in an aviation accident. All right, and Dad, I thought it was so good. Okay, and rich. all right, all right, all right, all right. He <laughs> tends to ramble a little bit, Dad. We're starting to love that. it. We got oh, yes. here. We ramble. Yes. And no. he just brought back the memory of that episode that I completely forgot about. That was crazy. People who had been involved in plane crashes oh, and yeah. survived. What did we ask you again, Dad? We asked you how how a plane crash works well, or something. Yeah, you how asked. How probable it was. Oh, how probable it was. Right, and I remember mentioning that there is statistically a 95% survival rate in most aviation accidents. And the strongest part of an aircraft is over... Talking to the mic, ...is over the wing area. It's called the box. I remember you saying that. 
And I always try to get over the wing when I do decide my own seat. And then the conversation, as I recall, turned to... All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Never mind. (laughs) Dad, let your dad ramble. This is where you get your rambling abilities from. I know, but it's so we have so much to discuss. I don't want everyone to, like, rehash an episode we've already done, if that makes sense. I just want to know, um, Mr. Perez, if you listen to a lot of our episodes or only the ones you're on. Yes, only the ones I'm on. (laughs) That's that's really great for me. Okay, Dad. So, so my dad has come. I've been watching you. I have no idea what's on this list, but you've been writing down a list of I don't get it while you've been here. So please regale us with your list. What's number one on the list? Well, it's not a major thing. You have to start off with saying I don't get. Well, I don't get why there's so much hair on the bathroom floor. And women, I think, shed more. (laughs) Now, I understand it might be because of their length. But you just finish cleaning the house. And then (laughs) 10 minutes later, there's all this hair. What's the point of cleaning? I don't get it. (laughs) That's so funny. I mean, obviously, living with two very dark-haired, long-haired women, I feel like you know this the most. You know, mm-hmm. like you don't even notice when a blonde hair falls out, but if you have a strand of dark, thick hair, it is everywhere. Just because you can so see true. it. Yeah, my dad. I feel like at growing up, mom and I's hair was everywhere. That's true. It still is, and I'm the one doing the cleanup. <laughs> you, no, wait a second, Mr. Perez. With me, I find that my my husband's body hair like his chest hair and his leg hair and his mm-hmm. arm hair, that is what's more all over the bathroom. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know people shed that hair. I oh, there's pubes everywhere. The head hair. I don't even think they're just pubes. I think it's body hair. It's not all coming from that area, Lauren. Aww. I remember going to dad's bathroom and seeing pubes, but I guess they're like <laughs> leg hair too. It could be <laughs> leg hair, chest hair. And I was so thoroughly disturbed. It's disgusting. Yeah, dad, actually I would counter your, I don't get it with, I think when I go into bathrooms of like guys I'm on dates with, or like even Chris's bathroom, there's always beard hair in beard the sink. Hair. That's everyone. Yeah. It looks like little ants. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like how, how many tile? guys' bathrooms do you go into? Dad, I not, know. that's not what we're talking oh, about right now. Okay, but you anyway. offer that information up though, Ness. Yes, you <laughs> open that can. My first of all, my dad, he was so sad the other day that I am like alone. He's like, I know you love love and I know you want to be and I'm like, Dad, I'm happy. I'm thriving. I'm single. I feel like your generation. I actually realize with you being here how much your generation has like codependent relationships. Like, I don't know how you would survive without mom. And I don't know how mom would survive without you. That's true. How mom would survive without me. You think she would? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, our our parents' relationship, we definitely think that our dad could not survive without mom. Right? But that my mom could live a couple more years without my dad. Yeah, I think we've proven that women can like be on their own. Well, they can, of course, and men can be on their own. But all three of you have chosen a beautiful, wonderful value path to be with a partner for the rest of your life, and that's a wonderful thing. What if I, if I never got married? Would you be sad? Well, you don't stop being my daughter because you didn't get married. Yeah, but would you be sad if I no, like just... No, not at all, as long as you're content. Oh, well, that changed because you were, like, really upset that I didn't, like, Oh, it's not one. an upset. It's that every parent wants to see some minimalistic, you know, 
duplication expectation of, of, of what your life will turn out to be. So, Why do you think I'm single? I think it's a combination of a lot of variables. Number one, you're very, very focused, very headstrong. You do, I think, and this may come from mom and dad, and we're sorry we put it in you, but I think you do in one hour what it takes most people 10 hours to do. Why would that be a reason why I'm single? Well, I think the compression of time, the hyperactiveness, the uh, obsession to get everything accomplished and have it all perfect. I think it's part of your, you know, makeup. But it's how you're wired. Can I just say, because another, and I don't get it, that I had is I realized, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys are like this with your parents, but I'm way, I'm different around you than I would be around a romantic partner. Obviously. You know, yeah. I'm like more easily agitated with you. Well, that's because oh, you have yeah. a comfort level with your parents. You've been with them so long. Just like in a long-term marriage, you get to the point where you're comfortable, where you can say possibly injurious things that you wouldn't dare say to a perfect stranger. You oh, just they're not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah, I like that word, injurious. All right, enough of enough of uh, crucifying. No, no, I, me. I like this. Wait, he had a number of things. This is interesting. <laughs> yeah, there was only one. Guys, we'll Let's go number two. Go down the list. What else is no, your Naz, I, I think that people are going to really like this. Oh, okay. Well, did you want to hear more about that, Ashley? Yeah, yeah. Because he said that there was a number of things, and we just hit one. Oh, okay. She's so well, sharp. Why else? <laughs> no, that's another. I don't get it. I have my dad. Everything I do, he's like, you're so sharp. You're so sharp. I'm like, no, dad, this is the average cognitive ability of the average person. No, Naz, that is incorrect. Lauren, it is not incorrect. My dad, I'll literally put on the Apple TV and he'll be astounded. How did you do that? I'm like, dad, everyone knows how to do this. Even setting up the podcast, like in our generation. Sure, you're a product of this technological times. Remember all of you, and including me, we're a product of the crossover. We didn't have this. I mean, when I was around, we still had tubes and record players, which are now having a, a revival. But we also went home <laughs> to gather our thoughts, and then we would go out. There was no such mm-hmm. thing as this economy or compression of time where everyone just communicates in real time, say, well, pick up a gallon of milk True. or a juice, and then you don't... You, you, it's so efficient... But it also lends itself to non-community. So That makes me sad because I feel like I get all of my thoughts out right when I have them. And then when I go to have actual physical interactions with people, I have nothing left in the tank. Nothing left. And then I just seem like I'm boring. But I'm like, no, I already told you the important things over text or Wow, know, that's Zoom a very something. good point. That's an excellent point. Sure. I think the social aspect is important, vital, vital to human existence. My wife and I were reading about the second president, John Adams' wife. Everyone would gather around the table at the end of dinner and they would play songs on the piano. This is how they spent their evening. Now you're speaking so actually Lord's it was language. Trans- <laughs> so this value was... Abigail Adams. Abigail, Abigail. Abigail. See, they, was, dad, they know they everything know. about They're history. Good. Like you, I They're know good. nothing. And she was the cement that held the family together. She supported her husband. But this value of having music was transgenerational. It was passed on. People now separate when they finish dinner. So I think the cohesion of having 
something You're to using a lot hold of big to. words today, Dad. Seven letters at least. Wow. So <laughs> so I, I think that's vitally important <laughs> and some of that, some of that has been lost. Now the countervailing argument is we are better off, we're more efficient, we get to communicate a lot more. There is a holistic global communication. Something happens on one side of the earth, we know it right away, something that may affect us. And that's a very valuable thing, that's a beautiful thing. But what I'm saying is we are in the most incredible times ever. Think about it. 117 years ago, we have powered flight. Today it's commonplace. We see aircraft everywhere. And a hundred years ago, people moved by sail, by foot, or by animal. And today, I mean, it's only happened in our recent history, our generation. Think about that. I know. That's a huge, I don't get it. That's like mind-boggling. It really is my dad. When we were moving, we were driving to my new apartment, and my dad's like, the fact that we all have running hot and cold water is insane. That was the thing of kings. Kings. Like kings only had hot water. You had electricity. (laughs) The shit we take for granted, you know? Like everyone complains about the smallest things, and it's like, let's just be happy that we can fly to a new state and then have like a hot bath, you know? And why can't we just be happy about it? order burgers off the couch all right lauren and i of course love caribbean vacations it just defines our childhood and now we get to talk to you guys about cheapcaribbean.com which has been around for over 20 years as in in the end they're in the business of providing the best all-inclusive beach vacations and when we mean all-inclusive we mean all you can eat Uh, all the alcohol and non-alcoholic beverages as well as beach and night activities they're included when you book at cheapcaribbean.com that's insane that the activities are even included like i see i can see like food alcohol and like non-alcoholic beverages but like beach and night activities and a lot of the times it's not alcohol included too exactly so all-inclusive means that you get more food more drinks and more fun and cheap caribbean has no change fees when you book at cheap caribbean resort and they have trip protections you can actually book with confidence so less money less worry more beach be sure to check out either a dreams or secrets resort when you book with cheap caribbean and right now you can get a hundred dollars off your next your next beach vacation like why would you not want a hundred dollars off a vacation when you visit cheapcaribbean.com slash idgi dash podcast okay ashley wants to know what another reason why you think i'm single Oh, as I mentioned, it's a variety of things. Uh, I think your work ethic is very good, but you're so focused that you spend all of your time perfectioning everything you do. You have about five or six, maybe seven lines, fishing lines in the water at the same time. Why would that be a reason? Because it takes up a lot of your time to do it all well. You don't have a single... Uh, source or a single project. You, you're working on a multiplicity of projects. But I would give projects. up that space and time mm. when I meet the right person. Right, right. Yeah. There, there's a wonderful thing on the internet that said why they never called back. And one of the things is... what is Is uh, it a poem? What is it, that? It's a list. It's a list. A checklist why they never called back. And one of the things, of course, is incompatibility. They don't like you. But people use ghosting. They just never even tell you off anymore. They just disappear. I know. Isn't that, but isn't one that of, crazy? Yeah. That's did, a, did people ghost back no, in the day? No, no, no. They would write letters, physically writing letters to people. 
people. No, I feel like people just, I feel like ghosting was probably easier back then because you just wouldn't call someone's house phone. You didn't have the communication medium to do it. It's much easier to lie and say, oh, I got caught up in this or I lost lost your phone number because it's not safe, you know? Very good, yeah. Now, some of it is necessary. Psychologists call it the social grease. It's absolutely necessary. You can't be 100% truthful all the time. For example, if a young man called while Naz was living at home and she didn't want to speak to him, um, she's in the shower right now. Those are necessary little bleeps, little lies. They're not necessarily terrible sins. But you do that to not hurt the person. Well, in today's world, the, people just cut you off without even... Uh, letting you know, you know, they just simply never call back. But one of the reasons, and to answer your question, is uh, because I think some men fear your your work, your success. Why do uh, so you your, think it's an inadequacy issue on the male's part? Uh, I'm not going to blame only them. I'm just saying it's one piece of a larger puzzle. It's the whole composite of things. You have a job. You, you obviously uh, earn income. Some people, some men may fear that if they're not at that level. Cool. Great. Mr. So Perez, this is awesome now. for me. <laughs> what a, do you ever wonder if Naz is like expecting too much perfection from men? What a valuable, beautiful point. Good for you. I I have always said <laughs> this is so subjective. I, I have the always most amazing said podcast we've ever done. I well, actually, it is not. I, I have to say, I have wanted you guys to all meet in person so bad. This is my so. favorite podcast, and we're only fifteen minutes in. It makes me so happy. You guys are all meeting over. Here, I have always finally. said that a father and mother, you know, we make it up. We don't have a rule book. We learn from our parents, and we pass on the what we think we're doing right. But one of the things that I realize after spending time with Naz as an adult functioning herself on her own is that in our attempt to do good, we may have overwhelmed in the obsessive compulsive. Everything had to be perfect. And it becomes part of the wiring of the person. So we as parents are responsible not only for the good, but some of the bad that went in. And some of the things that we don't realize until long after they've happened and we look back. But we, you and I discovered on this trip of you visiting me a lot of things. So like my, I told you guys my dad was very smothering growing up. Mm-hmm. And just almost like too much, I think too much of anything is not a great thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have more love than no love, obviously. Right. Yep. But then yes. I, we learned on this trip that your mom didn't give you any love. Mm-hmm. So you right. vowed that when you were going to have kids, right. you were going to shower them with it. Right. She, but she, I think that's what built my anxious attachment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. She, she was a persona that was uh, uh, a quasi-famous actress, right? Carmen Perez. She sang with Nat King Cole in 1957 in Caracas, Venezuela. And she she had, yeah, she was a comedian, a dancer, an actress. uh, But the point is that she was a disciplinarian. How did we not know this? Because I need a fact check this. My dad just says what he wants to say. No, no, I have the photo. Nat King Cole. And of course now we know where you get your performance like dramatics from. I think for sure I have, but until I see a photo or hear a, or hear a okay, song with well, her with Nat King Cole, I don't know. I'll, just go into my Facebook and you'll see all them right. all there. No, I don't have Facebook, Dad, really. Okay. But anyway. anyway uh, your mom is there in black and white, and she was on Channel 4, Canal 4, right. in Venezuela. Right, the Dad. point is that 
Um, it was my dad that... <laughs> just that, so everyone knows, I love my dad. I'm not being mean. I just want I us to get too. through everything. Right, and right, I think right. you have a tendency of just going on and on. And I on. agree. I agree with okay. that. Okay. So we can and, have him on for numerous episodes. Nah, let's not throw that Part out Part one. <laughs> okay. So, dad, I think you were saying... Yeah. That, that, the uh, that overwhelming love. In other words, I hugged you. I... I was there with the first bike ride. I made sure your backpack was on correctly. I made sure you were walking across the street. I had binoculars, you know, to, to see you down the street. But I would give you a lot of rope. We had this little device uh, that was... I don't uh, know about a lot of rope. So I, let's, from my perspective, when I, you are, um, I don't know, I don't want to say neurotic. Someone called me out for saying that I'm OCD, and I actually like that they called me out. I'm not OCD. I Googled the real definition of it, and it's yeah. when, like, yeah. your obsessiveness gets in the way of, like, practical things that you want to do in life. So I shouldn't have said I'm OCD. But I think you did, you have a neurosis towards, like, safety. So, yeah. like, when I rode bike, I had to wear a reflector jacket around even, very even in, very embarrassing. Even in Halloween, she wore a reflector. Like, it was Halloween. just too <laughs> Over the much. That ruins the costume. It's like, That's when so I learned when I went to Esalen, I mean, and this is a nature versus nurture thing, but when a child's, like, riding a bike and he falls off the bike... The child actually doesn't know how to react. They look to the parent yeah. and mirror that reaction. Yeah. And so if the parent's like, you're fine, you're okay, like get back on the bike, then like that's sort of how you socialize and build like how you react to like things in life. My dad was like, oh my God, we have to go to the hospital. Ah, oh my God, are you okay? okay? And it's like, no wonder in the best, obviously dad, I love you and you were doing the best you can. And I don't think any parent's perfect, but I think that's why I built this like anxiety and like panic. I, I agree. That's exactly what I mean. When yeah. things go wrong. Right. Like you're always concerned that something's going to go wrong on the like, e-news or something. Yeah. Like, like you happens? know, like, lo- you guys I'm know like, what like, will happen is you will get up the next day and no one's going to notice, but you, right. You know? Right. And I've worked on yeah. it, which is great, but I think yeah. Anyways, a lot well, of a lot of breakthroughs we've you, made. Your mom and I do that now. She'll scream and I'll run in and say, "Oh, the rice just burned." You know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are literally insane. Anyways, okay. What else do you have on your "I don't get it" list? Well, I was in the Grove and I just wanted to know why all the girls look the same there. They're all thin and skinny, and they have coffee or their dog in their hand. Don't they work? I don't get it. Uh, We're driving around <laughs> LA and my dad's like, every girl looks the same and what no one ex- works here. He's like, what is every, literally every time we get in the car, what is what everyone do people do, do here? Does anyone work? So when you go to, when you're out and about in Florida, there's no one there from nine to five because they're working? It's 107 index. So yes, no one. <laughs> you're not out. No, people it's also the senior grass. citizens. My dad's like yeah. never, he's like, yeah. there's so All many the people young here people here. Young. And I'm like, you live in Florida. Florida. Everyone's over 75. That makes sense. Yes. Um, the thing about LA is that people like don't have nine to five jobs. So they like do things during the day. That's so it's a different true. schedule. That's so true. That's so true. What and- else do the girls look like? Like what? What's the like their face looks like, or just like what they're wearing? No, what they're wearing. I mean, everyone here is stunning, like you folks. I, they, they're they're beautiful. Like you, folks. you know, it's 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 a candy store. But you're right. I don't see a lot of elderly people. I don't see them. Yeah. I oh know. yeah. I kind of miss seeing or kids. Old, I actually miss seeing old people just because I grew up around them so much. 
Like, yeah. I actually really like um, seeing, like, older people around. I don't know. It makes me feel, like, safe. I don't know if it's because, yeah, like, I comforting. grew up. Yeah, it's, like, comforting. It's like go to a diner. You. Yeah, we should go to a diner tomorrow, Dad. Mm, you should. So, um, if... If you guys want to work on all the generational trauma that you got from your parents, <laughs> like I have, <laughs> um, I, we have to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. And we've talked about them almost every podcast. It is one of my favorite sponsors because I feel like in the last year and a half, a lot of people have been doing some reflecting. A lot of people have taken time to um, sort of work on themselves. But most importantly, a lot of people are just going through a lot. So... If you want to talk to someone, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Basically, it's a website where you can go and get connected to a therapist. And the service is available for clients worldwide. They have a broad range of expertise available. Um, so whether it's depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, which means like with a romantic partner, with your parents, with a friend, grief, um, family conflicts, anger, self-esteem, all of that. Um, they have licensed professional counselors who specialize in it. So um, it's a great resource to use. And if you don't believe me, check out the testimonials posted daily on their website. Uh, I just want to let you guys know that I woke up last week really, really depressed for some reason. And by the end of the night, I was already matched with the therapist. So it's it's really fast if you're like really looking for some help. Um, and in fact, so many people have been using better help that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states so we want you guys to start living a happier life today and as a listener you're going to get 10 percent off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash get it join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com slash get it that is betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash get it all right what else so uh reading Books. I think younger people should read books. And I'm talking about holding a book, the texture, turning a page. I think that's so crucial. I think that's so important because you get involved in the words and the sentence structure rather than a flashing of a blue light on a screen or some quib, something really quick. I think we're too short-minded. Um, there was a book written in 1998, Faster. The, the subtitle was The Ever Acceleration of Everything in the World. And everything we know is very, very compressed now. But I think it's essential for people to just take time to do something, to read a book. Here's a continuation of that thought. I think independent of gender and independent of culture, every person should have minimalistic basic skills And parents have to be the responsible ones to put it into their children. For example, sewing. I think threading a needle is such a beautiful task. Cooking something. You don't have to be a chef with a show. Cooking, ironing. In the service, in the military, we were required to iron to such a precision. Let me give you this thought, which is an amazing... I don't know how to do any of that The starch, the amount of starch... It would have to be soak the pants, and then they would be a blade. When you iron them, you would have to rip them apart when you put your pants in it. That's how much starch was in it. Uh-huh. You would soak. Things like that. They Speaking stand English. Up on their own. 
Wait, sure. I have a, I have a, why, why do you think people need to know how to sew an iron when that's like we have steamers now? You can go to a tailor. Yeah, I, I just think it's a lost art. Cooking is important. Uh, speaking English, at least minimalistically. But sewing, to put on a button, it takes just a few minutes. But I think it's just something precious that is being lost. You know, now he's targeting do. you. I know. You I feel so. You don't sew. I no. literally feel so attacked right now. No, no. simple math, computer. First of all, these are the things that Naz, like I would do because, like, I've sewn up my pillows and stuff after the dog chews them, and then Naz would be like, Ashley, why <laughs> don't you just buy a new pillow? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, this is why. Okay, so some people get. I mean, it's not lucky or unlucky, but some, we don't choose our parents. So some people get parents that like are the same as them, like in values and in everything. And we, you and I couldn't be more opposite. Really? In everything, I think. I think you picked the, up a few of our No, traits. obviously we're similar, but like we were like, we would do things and go about our lives completely differently. Well, if you look at the videos of you Wait, as younger, all, no, I let's made go my there. Dad, no, no, let's no, go to let's those not videos. Go I made dinner for my dad, which you guys know I don't really cook. Oh, okay. And then we went to go get ice cream and it was next to this pizza place. And he's like, oh, that pizza looks so good. And I'm like, see, th- why, why did I make dinner? Well, I mean, got, you can be hungry right after pizza. dinner, too. Your <laughs> yeah. dinner was, was awesome. Thank you for the salmon. What would you make? I made salmon, rice, and zucchini. Mm. Oh, see, that's why he needed pizza. That's too healthy. Yeah. <laughs> My dad will come home from being out to dinner and be like, I'm hungry. <laughs> and he'll make like a sausage. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's you guys eat. I don't get why dads eat so much. I'm I literally... Like, just having to feed you costs so much money. I don't know how mom oh, does sorry it. about that. I'll leave some <laughs> on the table for you. <laughs> but I also think that a skill set that is crucial, I think essential, is regardless of gender, every mom and every dad should throw, should throw a ball with their children. That is... It, it, you calculate what's called a cycloid. You know what mass is. You know how to receive a ball. And that translates into tremendous benefits later on. The ability to drive, the assimilation of technical mm-hmm. things, uh, hanging a frame on a wall, all of that, just by throwing a baseball. And I think you get away. I, I deliberately set time with our son, who's with us, Christopher, every two weeks. And it takes 10 minutes. We just throw a ball in the silence of our backyard. We have a very large backyard. We just throw a ball and don't say anything. And the ball, so nice. it speaks for us, you know. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's, it's so great. And uh, you can develop very, very highly polished skills Hand doing that. Sure, sure, mm-hmm. sure. Your motor skills. So I think that that's good. And finally, I don't get, for example, uh, I, I tell my wife, we go to church a lot. I say, oh, that's fine. Good. But we, meaning me, needs to put it into more action. In other words, mm-hmm. well, there used to be a program where you volunteered to hold babies that were very sick at mm-hmm. hospital years ago. Uh, my wife will sometimes go into our church, which is very close, and just clean the bathrooms in the church. Things like that. They take half an hour. They take um, perhaps feeding the homeless. So what's the I don't get it? So the, uh, to put in more time to help society. So you don't get why people don't volunteer. Yeah. I, I, I think but I think it's, people do volunteer all the time. They do, but I'm saying to put their... 
put faith into practice. Right, exactly. You don't get why people don't put yeah, their faith. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I love that. I think it's just cool. a read a book to a child. You know, sit under yeah. a tree, go fishing. Fishing, even though it, <laughs> you know, I wasn't. This is the ultimate stream of I wasn't enamored with it. Wow, patience, quiet. I love fishing. Solitude, respect, nature. We would take, remember the fish? We would throw the welcome mat over it because it would be flopping to calm it down. <laughs> t- put its flipper down and then gently remove its uh it's hook, hook. And then throw but then we make the them fly, right? Because they never experienced flight, so we would throw them fifty feet in the air. And then... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and you put them back? Yeah, we put yeah, them back. Throw, yeah. them throw them back into the water. But we would throw them high so they would yeah. experience flight. Wow, yeah. Dad, what a, what a gift you gave to the fish! I have, I, love a, it. I have one question: as someone who doesn't read at all, don't have that gift, what is the first book you would recommend to a reader? Hmm. The Bible. Oh, <laughs> you know, I knew it. that was coming. I knew Got you it. were going to say it. I think oh, it I was so. Literally, we were talking the other day, and my dad was like talking about God, and I was like, "Dad, we're in LA. No one believes in God." Here. But he like, believes you in to, you. You needed to. <laughs> but he believes it. And the only reason I say that is because simply the act of having, owning, and opening, even you, you may be at your first steps, infancy of not understanding it is an act of faith. That's what I mean. We have a belief in the Latin community that simply opening it, leaving it opening without reading to any page near the door is an act of protection because the words are real, powerful, and uh, they're not a regular book. I love it. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Thinking about an Ouija board. What about an Ouija board? First of all, you want to hear this? So remember the pizza that my dad got after I made dinner? don't go there. It was called Lucifer's. And my dad's like, Uh I don't know if I can Drive away. Drive away. Let's get out of here. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, J- my my ex Jack, he would we lived in LA obviously together, but there was he was like you know very pretty religious, and he would never go to Lucifer's the, pe- <laughs> no the pizza place. Yeah, no he, was like, he was like, I am not going in there. Me how good the I, pizza I is. was terrified just parking in. Yeah, front right. Of you ate that pizza so fast. Don't even. Who's lie. the marketing person for that? Guess, oh my! Guess you're not going to oh, heaven. You're Dad. inviting evil. Oh no! I would just know. It's no. glut. It's glut. <laughs> it's gluttonly good yeah it's so good anyways um so it's funny because now like my i don't get it's are just like the most meaningful bs ever no nothing no i want you to say yours i just want to share well i only have one which i already teased on my instagram this week oh what i mean guys the balance beam is the ultimate i don't get it to me oh in the olympics yeah just 
These girls are flipping multiple times and landing their little feet <laughs> on the on the three inch beam. I know that's actually the, oh well you did gymnastics right Ash until sixth grade I did like cartwheels on them we didn't like yeah. flip our bodies over but. no oh, it's I felt actually cool if I got insane. a cartwheel on it it's actually yeah. insane and I feel the same way about skateboarding like how you fly in the air and then it flips and you land on this like little yeah. piece of wood with wheels yeah. on it. Well, it's I had insane. eleven engine shutdowns at forty-one thousand feet, but you know. What does that mean? <laughs> he was a pilot. Well, I know. Yeah. Wait, wait, when uh, both of your engines shut down, you have to gang start them, as it's called, and attempt to recover very quickly because you're losing altitude. So, I had on a four-engine aircraft. I had uh, one engine out, but uh, the passengers didn't even notice because it's so smooth. But you have events which uh, you, you take them very, very calmly because that's how you're trained to do, to handle the, the, the circumstance at the moment. And uh, you re- rely completely on, on training. I remember telling Naz, I said, if we ever get into some of my skill sets, weapons and things like that, uh, muscle memory is, is what does it for you. No thinking. You just repeat it 1,200 times and you're able to do something, Love you it. know, from... What do you reaction. think about the balance beam in the Olympics? Yes, I think it's incredibly dangerous. They, they obviously have it down pat because they don't have a lot of accidents. But uh, if, if they were to fall off of that, it'd be catastrophic, you know. Yeah. What do you think about the Olympics in general? I, I think they're a beautiful thing. They're a wonderful uh, coming together of all nations. I think some of the pride has been lost and some of the energy and the feeling people used to have to watch the Olympics, is the polish of it is gone, probably because of uh, the, the climate in the world today. But I What's also your favorite believe, event? Uh, track and field, yeah. Running, oh. it's a human. Yeah, my dad used to run a lot. Oh. He used to be a runner. Yeah. There are some very interesting new, I don't know if they're new, like, sports, but, like, rock climbing is now an Olympic yeah, sport. Yeah, skateboarding's so, now Olympic. They added a bunch of new stuff, which is so Crazy cool, weird things on there, but it's so cool. I was watching rock climbing the other day. These people are literally upside down climbing up. You know <laughs> really? I mean? Yeah, wow. like, absolutely insane. That's so insane. Yeah, they... they Mr. Perez, ma'am. I want to hear about your week moving, Naz, because my dad has moved me a number of times, and we always have fights because, like, we'll... We're not agreeing on like how to move or like where to put what. Yeah. So, did you have any experiences like that this Great week? Great questions. God bless you. <laughs> Look, that to me Dad. is fascinating oh what people God. say. You may not be impressed by it, but I am. Anyway, I think it's a fabulous question. Uh, my intent in any endeavor, whether it's a move or whether it's painting a house, is don't have mission creep. Stay focused uh, on what you do. So, the intent is not to have everything packed nicely in a box or prevent anything from breaking or wrap every single dish, you will be involved in the minutia for so long that you'll forget that you need to move. Now, to her credit, Naz pulled off, I think, a magic trick. She said, Dad, I will be moved in and I will be completely unboxed all in the same day. Now, I've moved 40 times. I've moved maybe 40, and I mean that literally, maybe 50 times. First of all, in the service, after 20 years, we would move every 18 months because the service uh, 
uh, orders required it. But on our own, after retirement, uh, Jackie and I moved many places. We've owned 13, 14 homes. And one of the things that I always made it a passion is get the boxes, get the furniture in, do one massive move, and then pick up with all the little things. Put everything in a box. Now, there's a difference between moving and then packing and moving. And there are services which do that for you. Every glass and every... In my mind, it takes too long. To answer your question directly, she Finally. said... She said... This is literally... Dad, you got to get to the point quicker. No, it's amazing, Naz. put background, you know, background. Anyway, she said, let's go. Let's get the kitchen. She did it. Uh, Of course, we hired some people to assist us. And she was, I think it's two hours and five minutes to do the whole house. I assisted them. And then two hours and 30 minutes to unload us here. And by 9 p.m., we already had photos and paintings up. Now, you don't really realize how much humans accumulate until you move. Yeah, we have so and, like and, and as one really person, I have so much shit. Too much. But the, when you came and you landed, you were packed. First of all, my dad was packing. He doesn't like bubble wrap everything, which we disagreed on. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's just moving here to there, and I'm like, yeah, but if it all breaks in the truck, then I have to buy all new glasses. Well, obviously, if it's crystal, you do a little bit, but you throw, you throw a. You were terrible. A, you're terrible. A pillow at packing, in between. Terrible yes, yeah. at packing boxes. That's like how the, you do it. You put your sheets in between all yeah. the, you know. Yeah, that's what my dad wanted shit. to do. Not yeah. my sheets. But, uh, not com- my pillow. But stay mission focused. Accomplish the mission. <laughs> no. and get it so, done anyways, my dad's like, it's fine. We're gonna be unboxing till next Thursday. I was like, no, we're not. I'm gonna be completely done literally completely done the day we are in the move and i i always am because i hate boxes lying around so i had like the internet guy come the people drop off the mattress and a guy come mount my tv and hang everything in the same day so that night literally ashley like everything is done like it's all done how did you know where you're gonna put everything because i had come into the apartment before and i sort of like just made i was like that's gonna go there that's gonna go there that's gonna go there yeah so Even the done. TV mounted, we had to buy another mount. That's another thing. You just order online like every oh, day. Yeah. My uh, dad, first of all, Amazon I ordered up. a mount from Home Depot. Don't people shop anymore? I don't And get my it. dad's like, I'm going to get out of the car. And I was like, no, you don't. It. I already ordered it. I just have to go to the pickup. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, how do you not utilize these services? Like, you don't order anything on Amazon. You don't order and then just, like, that's pick it up. That's a relatively new concept that's been exacerbated with the pandemic, you know? So, but, yes, we ordered things, but you would order a cake. You wouldn't order a furniture. <laughs> yeah, like, if I'm going to Home Depot, I'll check to see if, in, if it's in store, but I don't, like, put it on reserve. I'll just go in and find it. Oh, no, I like. But if you're trying to accomplish the impossible, like Naz, you've got to order things and have a time for pickup. You know, that's how you. That's I don't want to drive to Home Depot and them not have the thing I want. That's like yes. such a waste yes. of time for me. Yes. Check to see if it's in stock. But then don't you get, see, then don't you get nervous? What if they only have one and then someone buys it like the next day and then you show up and it's not there anymore? Don't you just want to like claim then it and have it put it on happens. the <laughs> What is the worst yeah. case scenario? Then I have to wait like four days for my mouth. Obsessive compulsive. <laughs> it's not OCD, Dad. I think it's just impatience and anxiety, it's, which I, I got it's from controlling. you. Controlling. Yeah. Yeah. Your timing which, is excellent. Well, controlling though. You, is like you bracket everything. What people very do well. when they have anxiety. 
right? Yeah. It's like try and just like get everything done right Well, away. some anxiousness is good for you. It spurs you on. It gives you initiative. It allows you. But you have, a, you have an, uh, just a, a talent for just compartmentalizing your day. I leave some buffer because I know life isn't just black mm-hmm. and white and precise. So in my mind, the way I have um, adjusted our life to all circumstances is Okay, I know that I need to be at this place at a certain time. I'm going to leave three hours earlier rather than, you know, why, precisely why there. Why do you got, like, even the airport? I, I put an he hour. When I get to the, the airport, airport so I get early. 10, 10 a.m. flight. I'm there at 7 a.m. That makes no, what are you doing? You're just sitting, oh, I can't taking sleep up the night terminal before. space. No, I'm not. Yes, we have are. a we have a dad on the podcast to discuss why they all leave four hours early. This is incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. My dad's in the car. I remember when we were little. It's like what he's like. Sleep in the car. Take a nap <laughs> in the car. You'll sleep on the plane. Let's go. Let's go. It's like Jesus Christ. Or, or going to the beach. One time, I actually left all of you because your mother was doing. Oh, we have to prepare spaghetti. What? <laughs> Let's talk about how fucking weird this is, you guys. No, I, I left. Is that a Dominican thing or a Latin thing? No, well, I just we left. went to the beach. My mom made spaghetti. Yeah, yeah that's what? that's that's weird. We spaghetti ate not a beach. hot spaghetti at the beach. Is that a Dominican? That's not even yeah, a Dominican so. food. Yes, exactly. That's so true. Exactly. <laughs> Why do we? Was that just our family? Every family does it. Spaghetti what? is the fastest thing to put together. So is that why? That, but why would anyone want to eat like that much carbs you know, it, on the it's, beach? It's, it's you know, no wonder I it's would... good. It's, you don't have to buy something there. Yeah, I know that that was the reason. That's also but why you prepare mom's the night before the is the theater. time. If you're going, you prepare. You do a few. I get it. We 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 put food together, but you're preparing a whole dish. Well, the sun's going down by the time you go to the beach. You know. It was. I, that's a I big. I don't early. get. I don't get why we <laughs> ate spaghetti on the beach. It's the <laughs> that, I can't believe this. I don't get it. It's coming out now. I totally forgot about that until that's we talked. I probably had, like, tried sandwiches? to block it out of my now, head. Now, when did you realize spaghetti. that that was odd? Like in your older years, or I, when no, you were eating spaghetti I'm, on oh, the beach? I've always been a black sheep in my family. Like I, me, I am so different than my dad, my brother, and my mom. You guys are all the same. I've always known that it was weird. <laughs> No, actually, you Lauren the would never one. be okay with this. One. Oh, I'm the weird yeah, one. Yeah, we're normal. Oh, okay, <laughs> got it. You guys live well, in Florida. If my parents ever gave Lauren spaghetti on the, did it have red sauce? Yeah, like, it had meatballs, and, and, meatballs, and red or sauce. Or chicken. In the spaghetti? Yeah. No, chicken. there was never chicken. Yeah, in chicken spaghetti. in the spaghetti. Not the one I ate. Lauren, if could you imagine if I was making you spaghetti for the beach? How I'm much so you mad at you? I'd be like, no, we're gonna so buy like like hot dogs, lobster rolls, yeah. something like that. I don't know. Salad. So random. Che- like even like a cheeseburger or something, popsicles. Okay, I have. Um, I think I wrote a list in my phone of some things. That, are you done, Dad? Are you done with your? Yes, list? I'm done. Okay, I just. I would one. love to discover more about this childhood, though. Oh, I um, I did write this down. On the first day, I got my keys for the apartment. We didn't have the movers that day, but you know when that happens, you're like, let me move a couple small things, right? Yeah, yeah. And you guys know I'm still like. I had laryngitis two weeks ago and I still have a really bad dry cough and I like haven't really slept. So my dad's like, let's go to CVS 
and I'll oh, get you don't tell cough that medicine. One. That was a and this was like the big day where we had the apartment. We we're gonna move a bunch of stuff, you know, like get just get stuff over here early. Like we were gonna really hit the ground running. So I take the cough medicine and I start like I just start. I'm like so tired. I took and some I, too, and my dad took some too. I look at the box. It was very and we got little. Fucking nighttime, and they drowsy ass medicine. So small. We were so drowsy the whole day because you bought nighttime because <laughs> yeah. you didn't read the but box. It, no, I read it. It was tiny. They put it so you can buy it. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's Anyways. that's funny. Um. Okay. So, uh, and I don't get it that I have was, and I would never be where I am today had you named me this as a child. Hortense. My dad wanted to name Hortense. me Hortense. That's so bad. Hortense? But Hortense. Like to all whore. the Hortenses out there, it's a beautiful name. It's like a where royal, is that from? It's like a royal it from, French name. I got it from. And my mom was like. Bugs Bunny. Oh, what? Yeah, from a cartoon. You were My mom was like, "You're. We're gonna. Div- what did mom say?" She, she like, said, "I'm out of here." She would pack their bags. <laughs> she was like, "We're not naming our daughter that." Can you imagine Hortense. if my name was Hortense? Oh my god, you were just begging for like ridicule then. Dad, that's terrible. What would that be shortened Whore, to? Actually, Whore. Whore. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, Dad, you like the. I don't understand why you like the weirdest names. Our my first pet was a goldfish named Gertrude. Right or Basil? Why did Basil, you? Why do you like Basil weird is so names? Good when you season, so I, I, you know I'm going to name my kid that. Basil. He names things Basil, Paprika, Gertrude, yeah. Paprika. Horton. Get off those people's grass! <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, thank God I you and Mom aren't having. Paprika, did you do your homework today? Well, obviously, I'm going to name my kid Basil because it's great for seasoning. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Okay. Another thing I don't get is you and Mom, and you're doing a great job now, so I commend you. Oh, not before? You and Mom speak speak at such a high octave where you're yelling. He's in the car, and he's like saying things to me, and I go, Dad, why are you yelling? I'm right here. Yeah, we don't realize that. You're right. You I, and Mom I, are so loud. I know. Uh, well, we Naz, you're pretty loud, too. Yeah. I am, but, like, not like in a car, Ashley. Like, when I'm driving next to you, I'm not like, Ashley, let's go get Burger King! Like, I'm like, Ashley, let's go get Burger King. I know, we don't realize the, the volume. Time. Half the time. Oh, am I? I can well, imagine great. you'd be like, why don't we get it now? <laughs> right. Well, okay. That's well. Thanks a lot, Dad. No, sorry. It's okay. See? Great quality. Great quality. I'd rather you be yelling at me than softly whispering. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, guys. as the car next to me just runs, I have to ask this related question, Mr. Perez. Do you feel like you have become more dramatic with age? Like everything is just kind of like a bigger deal because our parents have. Yes, I think over time we escalate everything to a priority. Everything has equal importance. And it's not a, a firefight. It's not. It's we, we have to. Yeah, we don't. Do you I, have an I, example I'm not of something great you've done? at doing that. Well, for example, 
the grass could wait, but if I have an opportunity, I'll go ahead and do it. And Jackie will go, where is he? He's out. <laughs> he disappeared. And uh, no, I'll you just would think that'd be the opposite. Like you live your life, you realize everything's not that important. You know, everything's. But chill. I think the it- fear is that if I leave it for tomorrow, tomorrow will have its own set of issues. And we can only plan about 35% of our day. The rest is fighting contingency. They say the average manager at an office handles over four to 500 different emails and probably about 30 different projects a day. So tomorrow will bring its own set. So to me, although it's refreshing and good, even though it's in the sun to cut grass, I also think it's essential so that I don't leave it for tomorrow because then I... If something interrupts it, I may not get to it for another five days. But I, I agree with Ashley. I think everything is so dramatic and everything is like such a big thing to you and mom. And it's like, relax. I know, but that's how we accomplish. Like that's know, how we but navigate you're, but you're our world. coming to retirement. Like, relax. relax. I know, but here I went up 140-something times boxes. It's my knees hurt. But if I wouldn't have had that drive, we wouldn't have gotten this place, you know, moved in the same day. So in some measure, it is productive. It is something positive. You're so right. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. Um, My dad, you say like very funny, not like funny phrases, but like... People's names are all wrong. Oh, yeah. You do mispronounce things. He keeps saying Billy Illish. Okay, well, that's very understandable. But he does that, like, with multiple things. He does that with, like, so many things. My dad, like, you know how I was waiting for him to get off the plane or whatever? And, like, you wait for the text for some... When you're picking someone up from the airport, you're waiting for the text for them to say, I just landed. My dad, you say everything in, like, military terms. So I go, Dad, did you land? And he goes, yes, waiting to disembark. Dad, you're not on a fighter like fighter jet. Yeah, well, you are on a Delta. Yeah, airplane. but I feel like you need all of these texts. Otherwise, where are you now? Disembarking, going through the telescopic jetway. You know what? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it's like waiting for them to let us off the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, what else did I write down? Um, why did I write down? De- oh my god, my dad doesn't wear deodorant. Oh no. I think it is stinky. It is not at all. As foul. a matter of fact, no. it is foul. No, it isn't. No, but do you, need... you actually smell him? No, I, I don't, don't smell him. But myself. like, I think it's gross that, to him to just go about life without wearing. Let deodorant. me tell you why. About thirty years ago, and and I don't give off a smell. Thirty years, unless I'm really sweating That's, or so. Well, well, you do smell well, sometimes. Well, when I'm doing activity or something. But about thirty years ago, I made a conscious decision not to because I thought. Day after day, negligence after negligence, you know, the chemical, 40% of everything you put on your skin, it's a, it's a living organ, will absorb through there. And you're talking about into your breast in that area. So I made a conscious decision that even if it was natural, I wouldn't, wouldn't put it in there. So we just don't use it. Anyway. Thanks for bringing that up. Anna. Love it. Well, then how do you feel about Naz wearing makeup? 
I think it's beautiful. She's, she's something, you know. She's a pumpkin. She's a but pumpkin. you don't think it's absorbing into her skin? Yeah, you don't think it's absorbing into my skin? I've always said that lipstick and everything, my wife sometimes does her hair, you know, the, the it colors it. And I think some of it is absorbed. I mean, it would be nice to see if someone came up with some type of... Uh, you know, history or documentation on, on the effects. It has to have an effect on you, you know, year after year. And then my dad has a lot of random facts I also wrote down, but it's because, so at yeah, five... Yeah, my head's full of stuff, yeah. At five, my dad was in a coma because mm. he had spinal meningitis. Mm. What? For yeah. six months. Oh, my God. So he missed the... <gasps> so when he got out of the coma, he missed the whole school year... So my grandma just made him read the encyclopedia. So that's why he... And I also think you're on the spectrum a little bit, but I don't want to self-diagnose. Oh, that's another... I don't get it. You self-diagnose everything. My dad's like, I had COVID. I'm like, oh, you did? Did you get tested? He's like, no, but I I knew. And I'm like, Mm. no. And he does that about everything. You Mm self-diagnose yourself for everything, and it doesn't make sense to me. You don't need to to be a doctor to talk about medicine, just to practice it. You know enough. You know enough after living with yourself. And besides, the military, the Veterans Administration, required me to take the Pfizer shots. So if I got it after and I got a bad version of it, it was probably regular COVID or the strain, you know. The- we got to go back to your coma. Yes, okay, I, so I was a com- young, uh, uh, November 22nd, uh, about uh, 1963, monumental period in the history of the United States. That was the day in Dallas at 12.31 p.m. where our president was assassinated, Jack Kennedy, John Kennedy. Um, that morning, my mom went to pick me up. Why it was coincidental, I know. She woke me. She shook me. Come on, we're going to school. We lived in a fifth-floor tenement apartment, 84th Street, Manhattan, New York. Working family, no elevator. And my mom didn't drive. Uh, my father had just gone to work. Long story short, she had a baby the week before, my brother, on the 16th. She realized and panicked as a mom that he's not waking up. So I was completely catatonic to the world. So she shook me and shook me and nothing. So she packaged me in a uh, blanket. It was the dead of winter. She took the baby, ran down, flagged down a bus. I wound up at uh, yeah, Luke's General Hospital in Columbia University, 178th, 174th Street. Okay. Anyway, and the 20 point years of the story later, <laughs> 20 years <laughs> later, we looked at the archives. We asked our physician to look at it. And I had a very severe case of spinal meningitis. Now, meninges are the three layers that covered the brain, the layers of skin. And most people don't survive it. But as a consequence of that, I think I was altered. For three years after that, they put probes and things. I was on the slab. Doctors with white coats, and they did oscillations, my brainwave activity. But Naz is right. Uh, some of that is uh, autism. Some of that resulted from the meningitis. Um, but I tend to retain a lot of data. For example, uh, I'm not good at some things, but yet I'm good at um, mm-hmm. you know, quantum mechanics. And I don't know why that's wired and why I understand things that are so high-level just in that area, mm-hmm. but I have trouble, you know, sometimes washing the dishes. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm, so yeah. so um, while on the one hand it's been a blessing, uh, on the other hand I think it's, uh, you know, a double-edged sword. Um, Very. Yeah. I'm, and that's my dad, everyone. 
love. But I was able to fly. I got into the military. I crashed in a helicopter. Yeah, Dad, I went to combat. Yeah, what a great thing. Raised two children. Maybe that's and why. With yeah. wonderful friends like, what a like Ashley, Ashley and Lauren. And Lauren. They're wow. They're my sisters what I never had. I love you, Dad. And you. it was I an honor being on the podcast. Thank you for being in Thank you for being in Naz's orbit, yes. her friends. And it was an honor to Thank get to know you in this way. Oh, <laughs> such an interesting, wonderful. sweet man. Oh, I hope we get to meet you. And thank you. Oh, you're so great. Yes, we love to you too. Hi from Jackie, my wife. Aww. Yeah, no, I would like. We all so have to like different. go down to Florida and meet down in Florida. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, a powder yeah. keg. My mom's yeah. <laughs> my mom's complete opposite. <laughs> oh, I guess I should ask you what it, what do you think is the secret to your and mom's marriage? The glue that holds us together is our faith in God, our faith in okay. Jesus. Yeah, love it. I knew that's what you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, bye, thanks guys. be to God, Jesus bye. Christ. Amen. <laughs> bye, bye, guys. Thank bye, you for bye. having me. God bless you. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app. I don't get it. Podcast.